0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Sam Roberts Wrestling Podcast. Introducing your host from New York, here is Sam Roberts. Welcome to a very special edition of the State of Wrestling. It's a bonus State of Wrestling on a very special uh, bonus Sam Roberts Wrestling Podcast. Today, we are going to cover... The superstar shakeup. I asked you on the episode this week of Sam Roberts Wrestling Podcast if this is something you wanted me to do. We were so overloaded on the state of wrestling this week with uh, recaps of WrestleMania, TakeOver New Orleans, Raw, SmackDown, little mentions of the other shows here and there, but just so much was going on over the weekend in the WWE. We really didn't have time to look forward at anything that was about to happen. So I asked you guys. Guys, gals, do you want me to jump on here and do a bonus show uh, where we're going over what could happen with the Superstar Shake-Up? Superstar Shake-Up, of course, goes down this Monday and Tuesday, just like last year, um, and it is in place of the draft, whereas historically, the WWE would do a draft where they would have Raw and SmackDown and... and the general managers, originally the general managers would pick draft picks. It um, then went forward into the draft being a random lottery system, whatever it was. As of a year ago, the Superstar Shakeup format started, which was basically new superstars just kind of appear, and it's understood that in some cases, the general managers or commissioners of Raw and or SmackDown had agreed upon this, or contracts were up, or... You know, that floating uh, uh, head of WWE somewhere in the distance. Jack Tunney, the ghost of Jack Tunney, said that this was how it had to be. No huge explanation other than the superstar showing up and saying, hey, now I'm here. And that was it. And sometimes that's all you need. You know, I, I personally like the original format of a draft. It feels more competitive where general managers are picking one after the other, one after the other, where, you know, you've got, uh, I guess it would be Paige now and Shane McMahon trying to snipe talent from uh, Raw, and Raw is trying to snipe talent from SmackDown. Although this might make it a little bit easier because if you're doing it in a traditional draft sense, the only thing that would make sense is that the general managers of each show would try to just snipe the main talent available on each other's shows. So that's not what's happening here. This is uh, the format that we became aware of and fell in love with last year where it's all sort of random and it's just announced. So I kind of went by what went down last year and you know, you can catch the... Your li- I don't know how you're listening to this right now. It could be the audio format on the podcast feed. We're doing this live on Facebook, which you can go back and watch at facebook.com slash notsam. Uh, you can also... It'll be available on the YouTube page. YouTube.com slash NotSam will post this entire bonus show uh, in both spots. So wherever you enjoy the content that Sam Roberts Wrestling Podcast has to offer, it'll all be available. But YouTube and Facebook will both have visual versions of what you're listening to now, if what you're doing is listening to it. All right? So here we go. What I decided I would do was kind of follow the format that we came into last year which was, I, I think there was around 11 or 12 superstars that were exchanged. Raw always ends up with more talent. It's a three-hour show. Uh, but So the exchange is just about even, which I think is fair. Uh, one of the, I saw in the Facebook uh, chat just now, somebody said this would be a good time to bring up Cien Almas. Number one, well, you know, yes, theoretically, yes. But for the purpose of this conversation, I'm not bringing up any more talent. I feel like so much talent was brought up last weekend. It seemed like, or last week, I guess. On Monday, every other segment was either somebody returning, somebody debuting, or somebody getting called up. And on SmackDown, we got some call-ups too. So I've decided no more call-ups from NXT for the purpose of this exercise. I'm not saying it won't happen. And again, we're not... This isn't predictions... This isn't, you know, here's what they should do. This is, if I was in charge, if somebody asked me, hey, Sam, what do you think we should do with this superstar shakeup? This is what I would do. This would be my suggestion. And since nobody's asking me, except for you guys on my Twitter account, I figured I would just share it with you guys. So for the purpose of this conversation, we will have no uh, call-ups. NXT is staying as it is. I think as much as you could say it's time for CN Almas to come up and with Zelina Vega in his corner, he's amazing. I also think that NXT, I don't like seeing them lose any more talent than they've already lost. So call-ups that came up on Raw and SmackDown this past week are absolutely in the mix. Nobody on NXT is in the mix. 205 Live stays a part of Raw, which means none of the cruiserweights are in the mix. Uh, women are obviously in the mix. Tag teams are in the mix. And I think that should just about cover it. Now, what I did was uh, I did it by act, meaning if it's a tag team, if it's a superstar, if a manager is with them, it's all one package, right? So, in terms of acts, I have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, right? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight acts are going over to Raw. Which is, you know, more than eight superstars, but eight acts, it's uh, nine, ten, eleven, twelve superstars total, eight acts going over to Raw from SmackDown, and from Raw, you have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine acts. Nine acts from Raw are going to SmackDown, and eight acts from SmackDown are going to Raw. And... SmackDown, it looks like is getting more superstars in my mix, but maybe by one or two. And I, I, I feel like this is even. I did a lot. Of, like, I, I've been writing. I've been looking at rosters, and I've even, I've even thought out how I might have them debut. Now, I will tell you, as we go over these, um, I'm going to talk about how I would have the the thing play out over the course of an episode of Raw and over the course of an episode of SmackDown how I would have the shakeup play out in these I, these are just notes bullet points I didn't you know write out an entire TV show because I don't know anything about writing out an entire TV show I just wrote down stuff that could happen on Raw that would be like here's this here's that here's this here's that and both Raw and SmackDown are very superstar shakeup heavy most segments are devoted to introducing a new star to the brand which may or may not happen i could easily see them you know giving a couple of the superstar segments and giving a couple of them just graphics on the screen or whatever but i came up with segments for most people just because that's how my brain worked this time okay so i guess we should start uh going through these shows huh maybe we'll start with raw what do you guys say you ready um so for, and by the way, it was really funny. I posted something on Instagram saying that I was going to do this, and I just took a photo of the notes and stuff that I was taking. And one person on Instagram was like, "Geez, Raw is a little talent heavy. Are you going to leave SmackDown with anybody?" And I was like, "Dude, this is not my list. This is the actual list of talent on Raw. This is this is not. I'm not. I'm not showing you what what I would do. I'm showing you what is right now. This is what Raw looks like. Uh. So yeah." Let's do it. Um, We start Monday Night Raw this week with a Roman Reigns and Samoa Joe promo. They do this, they do that, whatever. It really is just a a hype for the continuation of Roman Reigns and Samoa Joe, um, as well as, you know, talking about Saudi Arabia with Roman Reigns and Brock. And I I, I think it's clear that moving forward, we're going to see Roman Reigns and Samoa Joe in a rivalry. Uh, There's already commercials playing. Uh, advertising Roman Reigns versus Samoa Joe on house shows and stuff like that. So I'm having Roman Reigns and Samoa Joe are both staying on Raw, and that is the uh, rivalry that we're going to be going forward with after Roman Reigns and Brock Lesnar in Saudi Arabia. That's not something I'm I, I kind of concocted. That's just based on what I've seen on TV. Okay. We move forward. Second match of the night is Bobby Lashley versus Kurt Hawkins. Of course, Bobby Lashley makes short work, and it leaves Kurt Hawkins at somewhere around 195 and 0. Hawkins is uh, well. We don't know actually. As we watch Raw, we technically don't know who's staying and who's going because somebody could be competing on Raw and then show up the next night on SmackDown. So I won't get into that just yet. But after the match. Bobby Lashley stands victoriously over Kurt Hawkins. It's his first match back in WWE. And Jinder Mahal runs in with the United States Championship, knocks out Bobby Lashley. Jinder Mahal and the United States Championship introduce themselves as new Raw superstars. Yes, the championship itself is a Raw superstar. So your first, in this whole, in this whole shakeup, the first thing that you see is Jinder Mahal and the United States Championship are now on Monday Night Raw. And I think an interesting story can be told with Jinder Mahal because I was actually, I was watching last year's Superstar Shakeup version of Raw as I was kind of thinking about where I'm going with this just to remind myself of the format. And it was really interesting because on Jinder's last episode of Raw, he was facing Finn Balor and it was the Jinder that we knew before. If Jinder goes back to Raw with the United States Championship, I think a real story can be told about the year that Jinder Mahal had, the rise. It was from April to April, basically. The rise of Jinder Mahal over the last year is a story that can be told and how SmackDown became the land of opportunity for him and now it's time for him to get a fair shake on Raw. So that's where I would start, is Jinder Mahal and the United States Championship go to Monday Night Raw. So, And he lays out Bobby Lashley, setting forward Bobby Lashley's first big Uh, Rivalry in WWE will be a United States Championship rivalry with Jinder Mahal. Go to commercial break. We come back. The Usos come down the aisle. The Usos are now on Raw. So in one fell swoop, Jinder Mahal comes out. He's on Raw. Commercial break. Back from commercial break. The Usos are now on Raw. And they are explaining the Uso penitentiary to the superstars of Raw... When the Balor Club come out with Finn Balor And it leads into a match With uh, 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 The Balor Club With Carl Anderson and Luke Gallows Taking on the Usos So Usos are now also On Monday Night Raw We have that match, we do our thing The Usos cheat to win Finn Balor wasn't involved At some point we'll get Finn Balor involved um, In the introduction of the Usos To Monday Night Raw Go to commercial break, come back Heading towards the end of the hour, and what do we hear? Flight of the Valkyries. Daniel Bryan comes out to say hello to his fans on his new home show of Monday Night Raw. Now, the reason why I think Daniel Bryan has to and will go to Raw is... Number one, to shake off any sort of cobwebs of, I was the general manager. I think Daniel Bryan, if he's going to be a a full-time active competitor, he needs a totally fresh start. It's very odd for him to be on SmackDown right now with his history of being the authority figure, right? He's got all this stuff going on, Um, and he hasn't really, like, there was no promo from him at WrestleMania. There was no promo from him on SmackDown. Uh, that was explaining what was going on. We left SmackDown with no story in mind for Daniel Bryan whatsoever, except that he's back. Uh, Furthermore, we already did the AJ Styles-Daniel Bryan match on SmackDown. We gave it away for free. That's a match that you would be looking forward to for a long time, and the only way that's okay is if they're separated for a while. And one way to separate them would be to reintroduce Daniel Bryan to Monday Night Raw. This is also a great opportunity to maybe at some point have him and and the authority go back to battling, at some point to have uh, Roman Reigns and Daniel Bryan collide, at some point to have Brock Lesnar and Daniel Bryan collide. There's all this talent on Monday Night Raw for Daniel Bryan to get his hands on, and that's what he's doing on Monday Night Raw. And in his promo explaining this, he's talking about how he wants to compete with the best, and he wants to make a name for himself on Monday Night Raw, and he wants to win championships, and that's when Seth Rollins' music hits. And Seth Rollins and Daniel Bryan, they speak, they have a mutual respect for each other, but Seth Rollins is holding Daniel Bryan's title. And tonight, on Monday Night Raw, Daniel Bryan wants a shot at Seth Rollins' Intercontinental title. So that sets up our main event at the end of the first hour. Daniel Bryan and Seth Rollins will go one-on-one tonight for the Intercontinental Championship. Very, very exciting, very, very exciting. We come back with uh, the Broken Universe versus The Revival, which is the announced match already. We know that part of the Tag Team Eliminator, that match is going to happen. I would have the Broken Universe win. I don't know, one segment, two segments, whatever it is. We go to break, and backstage, the Broken Universe is there. They're celebrating their victory, but they come face-to-face with Chad Gable and Shelton Benjamin. Now Raw superstars. They've been lost in the shuffle on SmackDown, Enough is enough. It's time for them to make a name for themselves in the tag team division on Monday Night Raw. Chad Gable and Shelton Benjamin are now Monday Night Raw superstars, and uh, they get to know Bray Wyatt and, uh, uh, I mean, the Woken universe, not the Broken universe. They get to know Bray Wyatt and Woken Matt Hardy, the Woken universe, whatever it is. So that's how Gable and Benjamin are introduced. No match, backstage promo, but, you know, uh, words are exchanged with uh, with Bray Wyatt and Matt Hardy. Um, we got some people uh, watching on Facebook saying, I feel like Daniel Bryan will be sent to Raw since they always seem to feel like the seven, eight of the big stars need to be on Raw. I don't think that that's necessarily fair, and that's not what my mentality is because I, I feel like the breakdown that I have, there is a talent exchange for Daniel Bryan being on Raw, but I do think that he will and should be on Monday Night Raw. We get back to the ring. Elias is performing. He's doing his thing, whatever city they're in. I think they're in Hartford, Connecticut. He's singing about how much Hartford sucks. But another song interrupts Elias. And it lets us know where Elias is going in the future. And that song is glorious. Bobby Roode is on Monday Night Raw. Quite honestly, hasn't really clicked on SmackDown. He's had good matches, people have been excited, but it hasn't been this, there hasn't been a fervor for Bobby Roode on SmackDown. So, Bobby Roode shows up on Raw and goes face-to-face with Elias leading towards what will eventually be a big match. We're not going to see it on Raw this week, but setting up a new rivalry, Elias and Bobby Roode, as Bobby Roode is now on Monday Night Raw. So, so far, we've got Jinder Mahal, The Usos, Daniel Bryan... Gable and Benjamin and Bobby Roode, all members of the Monday Night Raw roster. Man, we are getting loaded on Monday Night Raw. We go on. It's time for Bailey versus Sasha Banks. This was an advertised match. They go, boom, 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 boom. It's a great match. Bailey wins. Bailey wins the match. So, what happens when Bailey beats Sasha Banks? Finally. She, uh, she's, she's looked at as a hero. Charlotte comes out to congratulate Bailey because Charlotte is now a member of the Raw roster. Look, it couldn't be better timing. Charlotte's a giant star. Charlotte just lost the Women's Championship on SmackDown. Eventually, she'll want to get it back from Carmella, but in order to protect Carmella from that rematch clause because clearly, in a fair one-on-one contest, Carmella can't be losing to Charlotte... Charlotte will not have the opportunity to get her hands on Carmella because Charlotte is going to Monday Night Raw. I know. I know you're sitting there going, Sam, these are every star. You're putting every star on Monday Night Raw. Give me time. Give me a moment. I'm confident, okay? I think I'm confident. I'm pretty confident. Charlotte is congratulating Bailey. And what... Could stop this wonderful moment of Charlotte congratulating Bailey. The Riot Squad coming out and attacking Charlotte and Bailey because all three members of the Riot Squad are on Raw. Liv Tyler. Uh, Liv Tyler. <laughs> Steven Tyler's daughter is coming out. She jumps right out of those music videos and she joins the riot squad. So now it's Liv Morgan, Liv Tyler, all of them. The whole riot squad is there. No, every every member of the Riot Squad joins Monday Night Raw. So now you've got Charlotte, you've got the Riot Squad, you've got the Usos, you've got Bobby Roode, you've got uh, 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 Daniel Bryan, you've got uh, 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 who else did I say? Ginder. Oh, it's gonna be good. We move on, and we do a quick match between Mojo and Rhino because Raw also gets Mojo. See, so there you go. Mojo's over on Raw. Uh, just for a fresh start to Mojo. It's bad guy Mojo. It's heel Mojo. Is Mojo at his best so far? Mojo's been doing his best work. Take it for what it is. Um, But I don't think there's any reason not to think that Mojo deserves that opportunity to shine on Raw for a little bit. Um, And I see that Justin on Facebook is saying, uh, Alicia Silverstone is such a heel. She is, but she's not on Raw. Maybe she'll be on SmackDown, but she's not on Raw. Um, Mojo, Mojo is on Raw and he beats Rhino. We got a big match, and this will come into play in a little bit. Ember Moon versus Asuka with Asuka winning. Uh, it gives us a chance to see Asuka win. It gives us it's it's an exhibition. It's this rivalry renewed from NXT. It's just a great match that I want to see on Raw. Um, then you do something with Braun Strowman and Kurt Angle in the back. They're talking about Saudi Arabia just to get Braun on TV. Then you got your main event. So Ember and Oscar are going to go are, are are a match that takes a little bit of time. And then you've got Daniel Bryan versus Seth Rollins in the main event. Is Daniel Bryan going to win back the Intercontinental Championship that he lost at WrestleMania, what was that 31 I want to say? I mean, he didn't lose. He w- he won the Intercontinental title at WrestleMania 31. He had to sacrifice that title and leave active competition. It's now his first opportunity to get that title back as a superstar of Monday Night Raw. Seth Rollins and Daniel Bryan have an absolute classic, but very similar to what happened on SmackDown this week, it gets interrupted by The Miz, because we just figured out the best part of Daniel Bryan being on Monday Night Raw, that The Miz is there, and The Miz is going to rain on Daniel Bryan's parade. There you go, we end Raw with The Miz, Taking out Daniel Bryan, ruining the Intercontinental Championship match, and uh, renewing a rivalry that really started, uh, technically it started years ago, but really started to heat up on Talking Smack, of all places. So that's what I have for Raw. The full list. Bobby Roode, Daniel Bryan, The Usos, Jinder Mahal, Mojo, Charlotte, The Riot Squad, Chad Gable, and Shelton Benjamin. Those are the eight acts. That are going to Monday Night Raw. And that's what the plans are. At least in, in, in the short term. I'd love to see Bobby Roode and Elias. I'd love to see Jinder and Bobby Lashley. I'd love to see Daniel Bryan and the Miz. And Charlotte and the Riot Squad, you know, they have, they have their pick of the litter with the with the women's division. So that's what I have for Monday Night Raw. Um Chris says I think Miz takes time off for his daughter. They'll do Bryan versus Miz later. Um, I don't know about that. I don't know. There's no reason The Miz can't... I mean, honestly, if The Miz does take time off for his daughter, I think that's fine. But I think what could be really interesting is if The Miz is joining the show via satellite from his house. This is what The Miz would want to do. The Miz is joining the show via satellite from his house. So for his entire paternity leave, he this, this thing is active between him and Daniel Bryan. Daniel Bryan is wrestling while he's at home with his kid, and he's just being a douchebag and not showing up and, and, and being the Miz and talking about how, you know, important it is. But if the Miz is gonna take time off, he'll take time off right now. Like you don't wait a few months and then take time off. Paternity leave happens right after the kid's born and the kid's born. So you know, I, I I if he does take time off, there's no reason why we can't continue. In fact, it's even better. If the Miz attacks Daniel Bryan and then takes time off to be with his family, uh, what a wormy thing to do. What a wormy thing to do. Uh, Let's see. Uh, It's saying, uh, I'd like to see Miz versus Bryan at SummerSlam. Well, you know, it's April already. The next pay-per-view is until May, right? So June, July, August. It's possible that we can start this and play it out till SummerSlam. But at SummerSlam, we will probably have the final in a series of matches between The Miz and Daniel Bryan. But I think that The Miz and Daniel Bryan Start sooner just to really get that superstar shakeup, just to make it feel like an even bigger deal, if that makes sense. And I think it does. Um, All right. Let's go. I I see a payoff at SummerSlam or uh, inconclusive at SummerSlam, the big finish at Mania next year. No, the payoff of Miz and Daniel Bryan happens at SummerSlam. Which means we can start it at the superstar uh, shakeup. And I think even if the Miz isn't actually taking paternity leave, take, have him take off anyway. Like just, just so it seems like he's, he's hiding behind his newborn. That's what the Miz would do. That's what the Miz should do. That's, that's in the Miz's character. Let's move on to SmackDown because you're sitting there going, uh, Sam, Raw has all of SmackDown stars. Well, not quite yet. Because SmackDown is now starting. And Paige and Shane McMahon have a lot of work to do to measure up to the raid that Raw came through and just took all of their talent. And in order to prove that that's something that they're ready to do, SmackDown starts with the words, burn it down. As Seth Rollins comes out, no surprise to anybody. That's why we start the show with it. Jinder Mahal's on Raw and Seth Rollins is now on SmackDown. He's gonna have to get new shirts. He's gonna, Instead of going Monday Night Rollins, he's going to have to be uh, Seth Rollins Live, which still works. Seth Rollins Live has a nice ring to it instead of SmackDown Live. But we start the show with a Seth Rollins promo. The Intercontinental Championship and Seth Rollins are now on SmackDown. So what we've done is we've just traded our U.S. champion for our Intercontinental Champion. And I think that that could be a fun thing in terms of putting them in a different light, giving them some new opponents, just injecting them. That, that's the whole point. Of the superstar shakeup. Uh after the Rollins promo, we can go to commercial break. Chris Kendrick is saying so Absolution is going to SmackDown. We'll see. We'll see. Don't don't jump ahead of me here, Chris. Don't jump ahead of me. Uh we've got uh after Seth Rollins comes out and does a promo. Aiden English comes out and sings the song and da-da-da. Who is Aiden English's opponent? Doo 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 do 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 do. It's Jeff Hardy. Jeff Hardy and Seth Rollins are the first two uh, uh, superstars to show up in this shakeup. Okay? So you've lost a lot of stars. You've lost Bobby Roode. You've lost Daniel Bryan. You've lost the Usos. But already at the beginning of SmackDown, you've gained Seth Rollins, the Intercontinental title, and Jeff Hardy. I think those are all huge additions to SmackDown. Jeff Hardy... Now a SmackDown superstar. And obviously he beats Aiden English. And what happens next? No Way Jose conga lines his way to the ring. No Way Jose is going to get lost in the shuffle on Raw. I can already see it. Let's move Mojo over to Raw. Make some room. And in comes No Way Jose. If No Way Jose is going to work anywhere. And he should still be coming out through the crowd with the conga line. Not make it seem like there's a conga line in the back that's just hanging out with him at all times. But. No Way Jose is a SmackDown superstar. And we should be having stuff like that. People that were just introduced on Raw last week, let's shake it up. And they show up on SmackDown. Why not? Why not? So here comes No Way Jose, uh, and that character and act is introduced onto SmackDown. So already, you've got No Way Jose, Jeff Hardy, and Seth Rollins all showed up to SmackDown. Uh, Chris says, how are you going to fit the conga line into a two-hour show? Quick. Maybe, maybe, uh, speed up the BPM on that theme music and just really quick do the conga line and No Way Jose rolls into the ring. Also, No Way Jose will only wrestle enhancement talent, so his matches themselves are very, very short, leaving plenty of time for his entrance and exit. Uh... We go to Nakamura backstage. They're doing uh, Nakamura is talking to either I don't know Renee Young or something like that. Just Nakamura's promos as a bad guy already are great. His promo on SmackDown last week was amazing. So I just wanted to squeeze in a Nakamura promo there. Uh, then we go back to the ring where we have uh, another debuting Raw act on SmackDown as we watch the Fashion Police take on. Worldwide! what? Titus Worldwide is on SmackDown. It's the whole act. It's Titus O'Neil. It's Apollo. It's Dana Brooke. And they're all on SmackDown taking on the Fashion Police. I think Titus Worldwide has had uh, a lot of entertaining segments on Raw. I just think that with the star power of Raw and with the way that show works, it's impossible that Titus Worldwide gets a fair shake over there uh, and... I don't think that there is anything left for them to do on Raw that they haven't already done. I think that I I just don't think that on Raw they will have a better opportunity than they would on SmackDown. So let's give them an opportunity. We'll put them on SmackDown. SmackDown uh, has—I wrote down the my tag teams a minute ago. Those are my Raw tag teams. Uh, SmackDown has several tag teams. They've got—I mean, I would love to see Titus O'Neil with Rusev Day. Um, Titus O'Neil, uh, uh, Titus Worldwide and the New Day, right? We're seeing Titus Worldwide and the Fashion Police, eventually Titus Worldwide and the Bludgeon Brothers, but the Fashion Police and the Ascension and Titus Worldwide all together can come up with some very entertaining stuff on SmackDown for what it is. We move forward on SmackDown and we close the hour with a promo from the newest female member of the SmackDown roster. Yes, a female member of the SmackDown roster. Who could it be? Who, 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 who? Who do we think it is? As far as the women go, we lost Charlotte and we lost all three members of the Riot Squad to Monday Night Raw. So who, 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 who did Paige and Shane McMahon get from Raw to try to make up for that. Well, I'll tell you, it was the woman who defeated Sasha Banks not 24 hours earlier than this. Bailey comes to SmackDown. And of all people, and I see you guys guessing, it's, it's not Sonya, it's not Ember, it's Bailey. It's not Sasha Banks, it's Bailey. Of all people that should be on SmackDown, of all people that need a refresher, Bailey is the woman. I think that uh, uh, Bailey being on SmackDown is one of the most obvious ones that you should do. Uh, I just I, I don't know what's going on over on Raw for Bailey anymore, especially after this Sasha Banks thing. But you have one match between Bailey and Sasha. Bailey wins, then you separate them. Sasha stays on Raw, and Bailey is on SmackDown. And as Bailey is introducing herself to the SmackDown audience, Carmella comes out to remind Bailey. That she is a nobody and Bailey is the champion of I mean and Carmella is the champion of the world. Now, this would be a fun segment because Bailey and Carmella are best friends, and I think that they would do good work together. But but as all of this is happening, as we're going Bailey and Carmella, and we go, Oh, this is interesting. This is interesting. Da-na-na. Da-na-na. Asuka is on SmackDown. That's a big move, okay? I know you were complaining. the Smack- Raw took Charlotte. Raw took the riot squad. Raw took Daniel Bryan. Well now SmackDown has Asuka and Bailey. Asuka comes over to SmackDown, interrupts. There's a lot of interrupting going on, but how else are you gonna do a superstar shakeup? You gotta shake things up a little bit. Asuka comes out, interrupts Bailey and Carmella, just to let them know that Charlotte was ready for Asuka, but Carmella isn't ready for Asuka, so now Carmella's sitting there, and not only does she have to worry about Bailey, who's accomplished in and of herself, but she also has to worry, you've got Bailey who beat Sasha Banks last night on Raw, you've got Asuka who beat Ember Moon last night on Raw, now it's Tuesday, they're both on SmackDown, and Carmella's got to an answer to them. By cashing in the Money in the Bank briefcase and becoming the SmackDown Women's Champion, Carmella put a target on her back and that target is being zoomed in on by both Bailey and Asuka. I think it's wonderful. I think it's wonderful. Um, you then go into the second hour. Oh, wait till you hear this. You gotta have SmackDown loaded. I gave Raw a lot of people. I gave Raw a lot of people. We start the second hour of SmackDown. We already in the first hour, we saw Seth Rollins, we saw Jeff Hardy, we saw No Way Jose, we saw Titus Worldwide, we saw Bailey, and we saw Asuka. All show up to SmackDown in the first hour of the show. So what on earth is going to happen in the second hour of the show? Ty Dillinger is in the ring. He's waiting for his opponent. His opponent? Big Cass. He's seven foot tall. You can't teach it. Big Cass returns to the ring, and he returns on SmackDown as a bad guy, as a heel. Big Cass as a main event bad guy on SmackDown. I think it's money. I think SmackDown needs it. I think it's a great way to reintroduce Big Cass because it's a completely fresh start. He got injured on Raw. We can forget everything that happened on Raw. All we can remember is this is a guy I haven't seen in a long time. Assuming he's healthy, by the way. This is a guy I haven't seen in a long time, and he's a giant, and he's mean, and I'm ready for it. Big cast debuts, part of the Superstar shakeup on SmackDown, and he beats Ty Dillinger, unfortunately, because I like Ty Dillinger, but big cat, and it, I already see you guys on Facebook. He says, man, don't squash Ty like that. Look, and... John is on Facebook saying, are you live, Sam? Raw was three days ago. I'm talking about the future. I'm talking about the superstar shakeup. I said Raw was last night. Now it's Tuesday because we're in the future now. This is next Tuesday we're talking about. Stay with me. Follow me. God. So I have big Cass going to SmackDown. Then, then, and Tommy says it and he's right. It's good to have Cass and Braun on two separate shows. 100% right. When you've got your giants that you want to put your money into, the last thing you want to do is have them competing against each other. If you want to make Big Cass into a star, you can't have him on the same show as Braun Strowman because no big man is going to be as good as Braun Strowman. He's the best. He's the greatest of right now. So, you know, put Big Cass on SmackDown and at least give him a fighting chance to be an awesome big man that's when we have another shakeup debut coming over to SmackDown. The Bar. Uh, the Bar is on SmackDown. I put Sheamus and Cesaro on SmackDown because I think it's necessary, honestly. After WrestleMania, you basically sacrifice Sheamus and Cesaro in their entire tag team title run to prove that Braun Strowman is the man. Um... I think that Sheamus and Cesaro come out on SmackDown and they say that Kurt Angle is doing his little eliminator right now to figure out who we are going to face for the Raw Tag Team Championship. We don't want the Raw Tag Team Championship. Kurt Angle can keep the Raw Tag Team Championship. We are here for the SmackDown Tag Team Championship. We don't want a tag team championship that some, you know, 12-year-old, 8-year-old, however old. We don't want Nicholas' title. We want the title that is being held by the Bludgeon Brothers. So the bar are out there to challenge the Bludgeon Brothers. This match isn't going to happen this week on SmackDown, but... It's just setting up the future and maybe there's some kind of brawl. Uh, da-da-da, da-da-da, da da It's broken up. And we find out that tonight in the main event of SmackDown, AJ Styles in a non-title match goes one-on-one with a member of the bar ends up being Cesaro. So the main event of SmackDown, Cesaro versus AJ Styles. I think that's pretty, pardon the pun, phenomenal. Now, we've still got another act from Raw that is coming over to SmackDown. And I'll tell you who it is. Ralph is saying the Usos versus the Bar versus the Bludgeon Brothers. Not gonna happen. The Usos went to Raw. The Usos are on Raw now. So you're not gonna have that anymore. And and, and I think it's time. The Usos did everything on SmackDown. And it's not the Usos versus the Bar versus uh, uh, the Bludgeon Brothers. It would be a great match. But we just saw triple threat matches involving the Usos and the Bludgeon Brothers. You're just trading out the new day for the bar. I think we need we need to see I want to see the bar go team against team with the Bludgeon Brothers. I think that that would be great. So Naomi is in the ring looking for her opponent and you know who her opponent is? You know who it is? Naomi's opponent. And Christina's asking, "Where do you see Ambrose in all of this?" I leave Ambrose on Monday night Raw. And that's just because uh, he's injured. You know, Ambrose is not a part of this. I don't think Ambrose is going to be back until later in the summer. So, you know, I just don't, I just don't, I, I don't think that you would draw attention to people that are injured. Like there's no excitement in saying like, oh, SmackDown just drafted Dean Ambrose and he'll be here in three months. All right. What do you got for me lately? Um, No, absolution is what one person's guess is. Who is Naomi's opponent? It's not absolution. It's Mandy Rose. Mandy Rose comes to SmackDown by herself. Sonya Deville is left on Raw. And there's a little bit of tension because Mandy Rose heard the commentary at WrestleMania. Not mine. There would be enough uh, 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 anger there as it was. But there is some controversy because Mandy Rose heard what Paige said about her. Paige being the general manager of SmackDown, Mandy Rose heard Paige say that Sonya Deville was her favorite. Well, now, Mandy Rose is on SmackDown. Sonya Deville stays on Raw. Sonya Deville stays on Raw alongside, uh, eventually we'll get to a Sonya Deville versus Ronda Rousey. You got two uh, MMA-style fighters. You've got, uh, uh, what did I have? I have everything written down. All my notes are all over the place. There's so many uh, superstars in this WWE. But... You know, you got Sonya Deville versus Sasha Banks, you can still do. You got Sonya Deville versus Nia Jax, Sonya Deville versus Mickie James, all kinds of stuff. Sonya Deville and Sonya Deville versus Alexa Bliss. Sonya Deville stays on Raw. Mandy Rose is moving over to SmackDown. Absolution is done. No more Absolution. They are splitting up and they are going their separate ways. Paige is the general manager. Obviously, she's no longer connected with Absolution. And I don't personally think that Absolution as a concept works all that well without Paige as the mouthpiece and the mentor for the group. So, the group is splitting up. Sonya Deville is staying on Raw and Mandy Rose is now on SmackDown as part part of the SmackDown Women's Division. So, we lost the Riot Squad and Charlotte, but we gained Bailey, Asuka, and Mandy Rose for our Women's Division. Not a bad trade if you ask me. Charlotte's a tough loss, the Riot Squad, but Asuka, Bailey, and Mandy Rose even, even Stevens. So your main event. Your main event. It says, uh, "Great mock uh, to the shakeup." There's too many superstars to SmackDown Live though. It's the same amount. We're trading. It's 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 literally the same amount. You know, you have to, you have to get, You can't give more to Raw. Already has more. So if you give Raw more in the shakeup then you're going to have even less on SmackDown. We got to keep it about the same amount. There's no reason to shrink SmackDown's roster. It's already smaller than Raw's. So it has to be even. And this is just about even Stevens. AJ Styles versus Cesaro is your main event of the evening. Uh, They go. They have a great match. AJ Styles wins. But there's still about 10 minutes left in the show. Paige and Shane McMahon come out. They uh, ask the SmackDown universe... SmackDown Live Universe, what they thought of the whole show and blah, 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 and all the new superstars, you know, they, they're making a big deal out of the fact that now on SmackDown Live, they have uh, a whole roster full of new talent. SmackDown Live, we have Big Cass, Titus Worldwide, The Bar, Jeff Hardy, No Way Jose, Seth Rollins, Asuka, Bailey, Mandy Rose, all on SmackDown. It's like they couldn't do any better. And then Paige goes, actually, Shane, we could do better. And at this point, Shane McMahon is confused. All of these decisions, the eight or one, two, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, the nine names that I just read off, Paige and Shane McMahon took care of that together. Apparently, Paige went out of her way to get another signee that she didn't talk to Shane McMahon about at all. And Paige said, I thought that there was another addition that needed to be made to the superstar shakeup to really bring SmackDown to where it needs to be. And Shane McMahon is he's looking at her confused. He's doing that confused Shane McMahon face. Almost like, all right, I'm ready to see where you're going, but I'm not really happy with you because you're really supposed to run this stuff by me. And what does Paige do? Somebody's asking Alberto Del Rio. Certainly not Alberto Del Rio. That's insane. And Chris is saying, if it's Nicholas, I quit. No, no. Paige does not bring Nicholas out. Nicholas is gone. Although he should be in the WWE alumni section. Um, Paige introduces the new signee What? Multiple signees. To SmackDown Live, Paige has single-handedly signed Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. He goes, what? Paige goes behind Shane's back to sign Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn back to SmackDown Live. So all this tension that we thought existed between Daniel Bryan and Shane McMahon, even though it was just emotions and it wasn't real, Now it really exists. Because after all that, Paige Paige is all about making money for SmackDown. Paige is going to tell Shane McMahon that she's there to make money. She's looking at ticket sales. She's looking at t-shirt sales. She's looking at action figure sales. She's looking at TV ratings. She's saying that SmackDown is successful when Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn are here. She doesn't care what he did to Shane or what they did to Shane. She doesn't care what they did to Vince. She doesn't care what they did to Daniel Bryan. She's the general manager of SmackDown. And what they did to SmackDown was they improved it. So Paige welcomes back Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn, which immediately, immediately leads to friction between Shane McMahon and Paige. And now you've got this thing where maybe Paige is a heel GM. We don't know. That's where we leave SmackDown. So SmackDown ends up with Big Cass, Titus Worldwide, The Bar, Jeff Hardy, No Way Jose, Seth Rollins, Asuka, Bailey, Mandy Rose, Kevin Owens, and Sami Zayn. And Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn all because Paige went behind Shane McMahon's back. Raw gets Bobby Roode, Daniel Bryan, The Usos, Jinder Mahal, Mojo Rawley, Charlotte, The Riot Squad, and Chad Gable and Shelton Benjamin. That's my vision. That's what I would do. I went through... All these rosters, look, I got papers all over the place. I went through all the rosters, and I saw, you know, I said, we can't really, I I can't in good consciousness take Rusev Day off SmackDown. I don't know what's going on with Rusev and losing his uh, casket match with The Undertaker and all that, but in good conscience, I can't take him off. Um, AJ Styles needs to stay on SmackDown and the AJ Styles Nakamura story is not done being told by a long shot. So I keep AJ Styles and Nakamura both on SmackDown so that story can continue to be told. I leave uh, the New Day all on SmackDown because I do want them to break up, but I want it to mean something when they break up. I don't want them to break up just due to circumstance, you know? I want that to be a story that I have to deal with. And Randy Orton should say on SmackDown because he's like the, uh, he's the uh, 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 elder statesman, I guess, of SmackDown. He adds a certain credibility. As far as Raw goes and people staying, um, you know, I I think uh, the Authors of Pain should stay on Raw and should be the next Raw tag team champions. Like, I don't, I really don't want the Authors of Pain and the Bludgeon Brothers to come into contact with each other anytime soon. I want them to both prosper on their individual brands. Uh, you know, I think uh, The Miz stays on Raw, so he can have Daniel Bryan. I think Braun Strowman's got to stay on Raw because that's where he's made his bones. Roman Reigns and Samoa Joe, that story is just starting. So I think that's a that's a Raw story that needs to be told. Uh, like I, I told you about uh, Dean Ambrose and the injury. The Balor Club is doing great. There's no reason to move them off Raw. And uh, yeah, so that's kind of my thinking. Again, we got, uh, and it says... You think Cena turns heel. No, Cena's not. Cena is a free agent. Cena has nothing to do with the Superstar shakeup. Cena's not going to go to Raw or SmackDown because if you're a free agent, why would you sign exclusivity to any brand? So no, no, nothing happens with Cena. Um, some people are saying I'd swa- swap Sasha and Becky. I think you mean Bailey, Or maybe you'd put them both on SmackDown. I don't know, um, but I'm not doing that. I think Bailey needs it more than Sasha Banks. Bailey needs the refresh button to be hit, um, and that's why. And I like the idea of separating. You know, you've got you've got part of the you got Sasha Banks and Charlotte on one roster, and then you got Bailey and Becky on the other roster. You know, so it's it's separated. The the original four stay separated, um, and you know I don't think uh, Becky Lynch, while she doesn't have anything to sink your teeth into at the moment. She's also she's doing pretty good on SmackDown in terms of people knowing who she is and popularity. She got her entrance at WrestleMania, you know. She's right there, so I don't I don't know that she needs to be on Raw. Uh, she is like, and when and when she is on TV, it's always good. So I wouldn't I wouldn't do anything with Becky Lynch. Um, some people are saying Becky needs a reset. Becky and Ronda could be good, you know. I think Ronda Rousey is a big X factor, and it remains to be seen what exactly is going to go on with Ronda Rousey. But I don't think. She'll be in active competition right away, and I don't think she will for some time. Um, But, you know, I think Charlotte and her being on the same roster immediately is uh, interesting. Sonya Deville is an easy first opponent for her because it's not really going to hurt Sonya Deville all that much to lose to Ronda Rousey. Uh, And she's got the MMA background. Nia Jax, Ember Moon, Alexa Bliss, even Sasha Banks. You have a lot of compelling... Uh, Matches for Ronda Rousey on the Raw that I set up on her way to a match with Charlotte. And once all that is done, then you can go over to SmackDown and you've got your Becky Lynch's and you've got your Mandy Rose's, and eventually you've got the woman who will become the SmackDown Women's Champion. Asuka. And a year from now, if Charlotte ends up back on SmackDown and Asuka is holding the SmackDown Women's Championship, Charlotte can finally get her rematch. But separating Charlotte and Asuka makes that WrestleMania match even more special because now Asuka won't be able to get her hands on Charlotte for quite some time. And isn't it compelling the idea of Nia Jax as this dominant champion on Raw, but here's Charlotte. Arguably the best female superstar in the company. One of the greatest female superstars of all time. That's the way I saw it anyway. So those are my lists uh, as far as, uh, uh, as far as Raw and SmackDown. Again, Raw is Bobby Roode, Daniel Bryan, The Usos, Jinder Mahal, Mojo, Charlotte, The Riot Squad, Gable and Benjamin. SmackDown is Mandy Rose, Bailey, Asuka, Seth Rollins, No Way Jose, Jeff Hardy, The Bar, Titus Worldwide, Big Cass, Kevin Owens, and Sami Zayn. That's it. I hope you guys uh, have enjoyed this special bonus State of Wrestling show. Don't forget to subscribe to Sam Roberts Wrestling Podcast. It's available on iTunes and Spotify and Stitcher and YouTube and SoundCloud. Wherever you get podcasts from, notsam.com is a good place to get it. You can get Sam Roberts Wrestling Podcast, but iTunes is probably the easiest for everybody. Um, you can subscribe to the YouTube channel, youtube.com slash Sam. Uh, and these the uh, Sam Roberts Wrestling Podcast Premium Show, which is available at stitcher.com dot slash Not Sam. You can sign up and you can get captive audience that way. The exclusive show only available on that format. All right, guys. Lisa's saying you can't separate the Usos and Naomi. Look, you know, you might have to. You might have to. You know, there. Sometimes you got to separate couples. In the beginning, you had to separate Renee Young and Dean Ambrose. Like. Sometimes this stuff happens. Naomi has a good thing going on on SmackDown, and I think the Usos could benefit from being on Raw. So, not the greatest thing for a personal relationship, but for their individual careers, probably the best thing. Probably the best thing. Uh, All right, guys. Uh, One person is saying, love the show, Sam. Do you think the heel turn will make or break Nakamura's career? Uh, I don't think it'll, like... It's not a Nakamura's career thing. Nakamura's got a pretty amazing career. But in terms of this run he's on now, I think that this heel turn is the best thing that could possibly happen to him and is, is making him an entirely different Nakamura and one that we've needed to see for a long time. So uh, I think this is really, really great news for Nakamura. Thank you all for being a part of, of this here show. Uh, Sam Roberts Wrestling Podcast will return on thursday morning as always see you guys then goodbye everybody thanks for listening, thanks for listening. follow at NotSam on twitter instagram facebook and youtube and subscribe for free to listen every week to sam roberts wrestling podcast